Hi, everybody, and welcome to Joint Air Christian Lifestyle, the podcast where we celebrate the diversity within the body of Christ. I'm your host, Shane Fritz, and today I'm excited to introduce my wife, Victoria. Um, say hi to everybody, hon. Hi, everybody. I'm excited to be here with you. So uh, just to give you a little background, we're sitting here at our dining room table uh, in our home. The kids are occupied at the moment. Um, that being said, there might be an interruption at some point. That's just uh, what happens when you do life with the Fritzes. Uh, so I asked Victoria um, what God was speaking to her and what, what she wanted to share with us today. So I'm just going to open it up. I'm going to let her just kind of um, take the reins and run with it here. All right. So when Shane approached me with the question as to what I would like to speak about, it was really easy for me because um, a few weeks ago, I really went through Acts um, and really just did my best to take it all in. And Stephen just blew my mind, really, um, the love that, that he carried. And I've been talking about it for weeks. So um, that was an easy one for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the love of Stephen is just incredible. Um, we're going to be kind of going through this, uh, hitting some verses down through. So if you are going to follow along in your Bible, we're going to be in Acts 6. Um, and I just want to, we're going to kind of start here in verse 3. And this is where the apostles are um, have made the decision that they need more help so that they can just go after God with everything they have. And, and verse three is where they really, they just list the qualifications that they need in those who will serve. Um, and it says that they were seeking men of good reputation, um, full of Holy Spirit and wisdom to appoint over this business. And then at verse eight, it says in Stephen, full of faith and power did great wonders and signs among the people. And it's that that really irritated, I'll say, these um, freedmen of the synagogue. And um, verse 10 tells us that they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. So that just stirred up anger in them. And then it goes on to say that they began to speak lies about him. And in verse 13 they set up false witness against him. So here's where it starts that they really start to single out Stephen and um, just go against him on full attack, really. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the one thing that stood out to me there when it talks about that they couldn't resist the spirit of him, um, in Luke, Jesus makes the promise, you know, that he would give, uh, give the mouth and the wisdom um, to his disciples that the that their adversaries couldn't contradict that would kind of bring bring about this kind of frustration really you know mm -hmm. and so then you know Stephen here he gets hauled in front of this council and uh, and 15 just it stands out to me because he's he's being accused with all these false witnesses and it and it says there that they're they're looking at him just steadfastly, they're just focused on him. And and he has the face as the face of an angel. He's just beaming, you know, he's beaming with Holy Spirit. Yeah, I mean, really, 
they hated him, but how could you not look at that? You know, that probably made him even matter. Right. Yeah, definitely. So then Stephen, you know, he gets his opportunity to respond. And chapter 7, he just gives this beautiful sermon um, for like 50 verses. He's given a sermon. He goes from Abraham all the way down through the prophets. And I, and at 51, um, I'm going to let you take over there, Victoria, because I think this is where we really get into the meat of what you want to share. But but he just lays it on the line for him. So. Yeah, well, 51, he calls him out. And he says, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in the heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did so do you. So after he says this to him, then they're, then they're just fuming. And at 54, it says, When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed at him with their teeth. And it goes on to say, But he being full of the Holy Spirit, so it said it before, and it now it, it reiterates it, that Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit. He gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, said to them, look, I see the heavens open and the son of man standing at the right hand of God. Wow. So I want to bring out this, this point to you all that my dad actually shared with me um, like I said, as I've been, you know, sharing about Stephen to everyone that will listen to me, um, <laughs> that, um, that God revealed to him and it really, um, really just made this even, um, more profound to me is that Jesus was standing when Stephen saw this vision, um, you know, we, it's, it's all over the Bible that Jesus, you know, sits at the right hand of God. But in this instance, um, he knew what was coming. Um, and Jesus was no longer sitting. He was standing, um, just in maybe expectation of what was coming, um, yeah. Like, it seems like Jesus is just full attention on Stephen. Like, he wants to, like, he's actually showing honor to what, to the situation Stephen's in. And, but he wants to see what Stephen's response is. Yeah, because, you know, Jesus, Jesus came and died for us. And Stephen is the first person that the Bible talks about since Jesus dying that is, ready to be persecuted to the fullest amount to his death. Um, and Jesus isn't sitting for this occasion. He has, he has stood. Right. And that, that's just profound. Yeah. Man, that's so good. So good. And, uh, so after, after Stephen revealed this to them, um, 57 says, then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears and ran at him 
with one accord. Yeah. One thing that just, it stands out to me there in 57 is like, I feel like they are just so committed. Like their hearts are so hardened towards hearing anything from Stephen. And when it says they stopped their ears, they were literally, it's not that they lacked the ability to hear. They just refused to hear any more from him. And then, and then that's when they really, they unify against him. Yeah, and the stopping of the ears, if we go back to verse um, 610, it says, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by what she spoke. So at this point, like like you're saying, they just stopped up their ears. Like, they don't even want to hear it anymore. They're just done. So at that point, you know, 58 uh, it goes on there and says, and they cast him out of the city. So they drive him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. We just have it. We have it all laid out there. So, I really just can't imagine, you know, as I'm like, there's some verses that, you know, you're doing a, a devotional and you read them and, you know, like, you, you won't have an understanding of it. But then there's other times where it's good just to like, I, I say it, eat the Bible. You know, you just slowly walk through it, meditate on it. And when I read this um, about Stephen, it just hit me so much that this man of God, full of the Holy Spirit, um, seeing God, like God loved him so much, obviously was an approval of what he did because he revealed himself to him. Jesus is standing, watching what's going on, and... Being stoned, I just can't imagine. Um, I, I myself do not like pain at all in our house. The register is set to 73, and if it hits 74, I know it, and I don't like it. Um, I, don't, I don't know anybody that likes pain, you know? And Stephen's here being stoned. I could literally could not imagine what that would be like. And... His last words, in a loud voice, he's kneeling down and he says, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And it just floors me because, you know, how could you be more Christ-like than you're being persecuted to the fullest extent? I mean, stones are just being like, thrown at you and here he is like right after that it says and when he had said this he fell asleep so this wasn't like in the beginning um you know oh forgive them because they don't know what they're doing you know this was after he had been beaten with stones he's ready to die and his last words his last breath is for them and it's not for his brother it's not for his family that he loves. 
it's for his murderers. Can you can you get greater love than that? Mm. And and one thing um Shane and I were were talking about before this is that you know we can't when you look at when I look at Jesus, I'm like I can't be the same as him because Jesus is God. Um, but when you look at Stephen, we can be the same as Stephen because mm. Stephen was a disciple, you know, he was out spreading the word of God and that's what we're to do. So me, Victoria, that says, I don't even like it when it's 74 degrees in my house. Um, how, how can I live my life like that? And, and what it was is the Holy Spirit. Stephen couldn't have done it on his own accord either. It's when Jesus died, he said, greater is coming. Holy Spirit will, will be with you. And it, mm. it says multiple times that Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So good. I mean, for Stephen's, you know, dying quote to pretty much be the the same thing Jesus said on the cross. It's just an incredible amount of weight to that. Yeah. And when you think about that, it's like it takes you back to to Jesus' command to love people the way he loved people. That selfless love. Like, I mean, how can you carry it any further than what Stephen did? That is yeah, the end can. of all things. Yeah, to death. Like what, and you know, something that, and we were just, we were talking about this in conversation and it's not that I have anything that like totally backs this up, but like the question that comes to mind is twice here. We have Saul mentioned, um, you know, Saul was there. He was guarding the clothes of the people, um, that were stoning Stephen eight one says now Saul was consenting to his death. He was approving of what was going on. And yet I have to wonder here, was Stephen's prayer answered two chapters later when Saul meets Jesus on the road to Damascus? Like, is the ripple effect of Stephen's love realized in the impact that Paul has on the church after the road to Damascus? I just, it's got to be related, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the, the fact that, I mean, verse 60 is him asking that they're not charged with sin. Then the very next verse is speaking of Saul. You know, like that, that's put in there. Really, you could, you could take that part out and it, and it would still make sense because the next part is talking about how um, a great persecution arose against the church. Mm. So when actually when they went to bury him, it says um, in verse two, it and devout men carried Stephen to his burial. Um, and made great lamentations over him. So it was like dangerous for them at the time, right? But the love that he showed to, um 
his opposers, I, I can't imagine how much he loved his brother, you know. But all that about Saul could have been removed because it would still make sense. Like, he died and then they buried him. But it was put in there in verse 1, now Saul was consenting to his death. Like, I I think that's related there. There in that, that verse um, 58, it makes a point that he was... He was there. They're taking part. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And so, I mean, you asked this question yesterday, and I think it's it's so good. Can you really, can you really claim that you love people and not be willing to be a martyr for them? The way Stephen loved, the way, mm-hmm. the way he carried that forth. Can you really say that you that you love any everybody, including your enemy, and not be willing to be to be a martyr? Yeah. And and then you see the impact that Stephen has, you know, in in Saul, in Paul. Yeah. And the thing is, is that um Stephen lived his life for Christ to the fullest. And it had an effect or that ripple effect in into Saul. Because then Jesus had to literally blind Saul to that was his wake up call. You know, he had to reveal himself to him, blind him before he had this revelation of what really, what Stephen died for. And then he goes on where Saul then becomes Paul. And maybe we'll talk about Saul becoming Paul sometime. um, Because that's beautiful too. And then these are Paul's words. So Saul's words in reality at... Romans 12, we're, we're going to go to 17. And it says, repay no evil one for evil. So that's, that's what Stephen did. He repaid no evil one for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, leave Live peaceably with all men. So how we do that is the Holy Spirit. Because how could you have someone murdering you and, you know. Right. Yeah. Withstand that and ask for them to be forgiven on your own accord. That's peace that you can't understand. Right. Right. <laughs> um. And then 19 says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So this kind of like goes into a different part of it. Um, So I'm just going to finish there at 20. It says, If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, 
give him a drink. For in doing, for in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Mm. So our command is to love. Again, repay no evil for evil. And before I, before I really dug into Acts, I dug into Revelation. So then when I'm reading about um, Stephen being the first martyr, it took me back to Revelation when, you know, the martyrs were like, is, is it time? Like, are, are we going yet? Is it time? And Jesus like, no, because there's more to come. There's more martyrs to come. Because like, like you said, can you love your enemy and not be a martyr? It continues on. Paul then becomes a martyr, right? right? It, it continues on. It continues on today. Um, but Jesus is coming back and he says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. It's not for us to attack our enemy. We're supposed to love our enemy. And, and what stood out to me in this part here is, but rather give place to wrath. And then you jump down. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Not that we're going to put fire on, her, on their head, but when we allow that gap, we don't um, respond with anger. We let the Holy Spirit fill us. That allows God to come in and stand up for us. It's not our place to go there. Vengeance is his. Right. And, um, and the father sent his son to die for us. These are people that love Jesus, live their life for Jesus. You're talking about a martyr here, you know, fully accepted him, lived their life for him. I would not want to be on the other end of that, getting the, vengeance from the father now right like I, I sent my son to die for him and they loved him yeah absolutely but it's important to to allow that gap to not you know allow him to avenge us to right. allow the holy spirit to to continually flow through us because you know I hope I'm not cutting you off here. You're good. But because if the men who who went over and buried Stephen and lamented his death had themselves picked up stones and started throwing them, then that wouldn't have given Jesus time to convict Paul of mm -hmm. what he had done and transform him. Yeah. Really, when we're... That, that time where they where the coals are being heaped is a time of conviction where it doesn't make sense because they didn't get evil repaid for what they did, but they understand that somewhere they've done wrong. Yeah, and you know, then then they say, or will have to say, oh, that that was a child of God. Right? If we do yeah. it ourselves, well, then it's, it's our own power. Like you're saying, the stones, if... You know, obviously he had people, Stephen had people that loved him, you know, and I doubt they were all weak men that couldn't pick up a stone, right? Right. But then it would be on the power of them. 
the power of the church coming against them. Instead, it's the power of God. Mm, that's so good. So good. So, verse 21, we'll, we'll tie it up there. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. Amen. So, not that it's an easy walk, but through the Holy Spirit, it's possible. Stephen showed us that. Christian goals. Yes, Christian goals. Well, guys, I want to. Uh, I just want to thank Victoria for for being on here today with us and and sharing this with us. Oh, it was an honor. Thank you. I I love this this platform um, that God has birthed, you know, through this vision with Shane, joint air Christians coming together. Because, um, like I said, like Stephen's been on my heart for weeks. And it's my family that I've been able to, you know, share it with. But it's such a beautiful way for daughters and sons of the king to, in a relaxed environment, just share, you know, what God reveals to them or their testimony um, just to encourage one another. That's what this is all about. So I just want to, I want to thank everyone for listening first and say, you know, if God has put a word on your heart or, you know, you're at that point where you want to share your testimony, reach out to Shane or I, um, because we'd love to have you part of this, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, thank you. Thank you for that. And. Yeah, we're we're excited for for the future and and really just sharing this with as many people as possible. And when I say sharing this, I don't mean just the audience, but as many different viewpoints and people as we have time to sit down with and just spread this thing in that way. Um, because you know this is really what discipleship looks like when we're all taking ownership of the scriptures and we're and we're all talking about what God is speaking into our lives. So again, guys, I just want to thank you for, for tuning in today. Thank you, Victoria, for sharing today. You're welcome. Uh, next week, I believe we're going to have um, a testimony getting shared um, by Victoria's dad. So we'll be anxious to hear from Doug Mummert next week. And, uh, and that's all I have for you today. Until we talk again, guys, be blessed and take care.